0: have your questions or just hold them up. If you haven't written them now, you got me in trouble here. It's a setup and I'm lost. Because if you don't ask me, I can't. Oh, good. People are taking me seriously. I love it. Okay. Quit worrying about it, Dope. Thank you. Thank you. This ought to be fun. Uh-oh. Kathy already told me what she was going to ask. So. If I get them. I'll get all of them. One, one yet? Okay. I see another one back here going. Less than fifty words, Fred. <laughs> did, one, did I miss one here? Oh. Well, we had a good time doing it last time, so I thought it might work. I'll get this later. All right. Taking to just. I don't test how old y'all are. <laughs> ah, 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 see? You're, we're old, you realize that, don't you? Okay. What is the quickest way to show love to strangers or acquaintances? I think that comes from just an authenticity that you reveal the person that's being you know that by'm meeting you for the first time I usually try to do high contact and give some kind of impression that you're in my sight I'm, I'm, I'm seeing you I'm feeling your spirit I'm in touch with who you are and uh, and be open to that to be open to that what is the quickest way to show love to strangers or acquaintances what would y'all say you got Big smile, but sometimes people scare me with big smiles because I, th- I see their pr- I see their teeth. <laughs> I'm just playing with you. Now. I, th- I think that the point I want to make is that there's authenticity there. There's a politician's greeting, you know, and there's a real greeting, and I guess that's what I'm trying for us to be sensitive to, because I get offended when I get the politician greeting. You know, I'm going, "Uh-oh, you don't see me. You don't see me." And I need to be seen, although it's scary that you see me. Okay. How have your views on forgiveness changed over the course of your ministry? That's real good. Uh, uh, How have your views on forgiveness changed over the course of your ministry? Um. I think they've changed from (laughs) too easy to too hard rather than the other way around. I think I once upon a time, I was truly more of a universalist than I am now. But that will all be worked out. You know, God's going to love all this out of this, or life's going to love all the evil out of this. I think I've gotten to a point now of, of, of a judgment and a discernment that says, That is a tortured soul acting in hate and ugliness that impacts other people. And I'm not sure I I, I, I have to understand and accept the brokenness and the hurt in that person that's bringing about that hate and that expression of rage or violence. But I I, I can't forgive. I've got to be aware. I've got to hope that... You see what I'm trying to say? I'm more confused than I used to be. Thought it was easier than it was, because I think we come. I think living, for many of us, as we come through and, and find some wisdom, we see uh, these people are on a track of hurt that just spreads like ripples, and it impacts people. So have my views on forgiveness changed? I think forgiveness is a matter of arrest, uh, of, of cooperation with the offender and the offenses. And it's hard for me to express forgiveness for someone who never sees their shortcomings. I still hate Henry Kissinger and the administration of the Vietnam war machine because they killed too many of my people, my generation, for blind political ideology, not for anything good or reasonable. So maybe when we're talking about forgiveness, we're talking about us being a little bit broader and the problem of the person and to try to get to a, to a place where we can say well why did those people act that way? What brought about that hatefulness in their living and their expression and their, and their, and their, and their activities and the things they did? Why don't we send our, my generation to a war that had no purpose, no end and it's hard. You wonder about how people can get frustrated and and just beaten down by trying to move past some real bad things in history. I didn't do well with that one. And that's the way it is sometimes. Who are some of your favorite spiritual leaders, especially living ones, and why do you admire them? His name was Will Campbell. Some of you, know, well, Tom knows Will Campbell. I suggest you look up Will D. Campbell, W-I-L, D. Campbell. If you're familiar with the comic strip Kudzu, he's the character. He's Will Be Done. He is my daddy's generation. He was a medic during World War II in Southeast Asia. He was a kid from Liberty, Mississippi. He came home with a GI Bill. He went to... Mississippi College and then he went on to Yale to divinity school and got his divinity degree and came back home to Liberty, Mississippi to be a little Baptist church minister. The problem was he was a liberal and he had been freed by World War II, his education at Yale and what he conceives as the social gospel. He was the only white member of the Southern Christian leadership that Dr. King organized. He was always in the background. You never saw his face, usually, unless you did some deep study of the Civil Rights Movement. He was at Memphis when they killed him, Dr. King. Will Campbell had served one church, and he was kicked out. No, he wasn't. He served one church, and he made a name for himself, and he was, elected, he was selected as the chaplain of the of University of Mississippi. And he was there when Brown versus Board of Education went down. And he, in his idealism and in his liberalism and in his role as a t- college chaplain, decided that the campus should discuss that. Look at all that. Well, they fired him. He called himself a bootleg minister. He worked for the next 50 years on civil rights and human liberation. And just a marvelous guy. Will D. Campbell, look him up. He's written several books. His, his autobiography of his brother, his biography's brother his, uh, was Brother to a Dragonfly. His brother was an alcoholic. Anyway, favorite spiritual leaders. And Will said about this he said, I'm a son of a bitch, and you're a son of a bitch, but God still loves us. And it's not about faith. Faith is not about a guarantee, faith is about a hope. And he was just a tough, brilliant, articulate fellow who spoke from the biblical context about what Christianity meant. And for him, the original sin of the South and the United States was slavery because he grew up in it, and he wasn't blind to it. He, he looked past what his his society said and said it's got to be a better way. Uh, let me see who else. Uh, several Unitarian Universalist ministers, but I can do those another time for you. Will was, he, he, he was remarkable, and I hung, out, hung around with him and got to know him in his last few years. Do you think that state... Governor's latest order, uh, order of making, yeah. Do you think the go Florida's governor's latest order about illegal immigrants being enforced by non the governor says the state's gotta not have to enforce the federal law, right? And that, and that basically it. Am I saying it right? We do have to. Oh, okay, got gotcha. you. Got gotcha. you. I think it's a diversion. I think it's a waste. I think all of that. I, I don't want to get too heavy in politics, but I'm, I'm past... I'm a bernie got one more questions? Um, and I hope... I, I want to get bigger than this for a minute. It feels like to me that politically and culturally... We're catching them. Um, we're 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 a paradigm paradigm shift change. There's something going on in this country. Uh, we're not talking about anything that really matters anymore. We're just uh, uh, what do I think of that? I, I can't get into that because I'm not articulate enough. I think it, I think it's evil and I think it's a distraction, and I think uh, immigration uh, uh, immigration is just a a false a false. Uh, uh, a false? Thank you. It's a false issue. We need these people; they need us. Global warming is killing where they live. Study up, folks. You know, and we—I'm preaching to the choir in this room. Uh, I think what we have to be about is just one-on-one, like every, we were doing yesterday. Is bearing witness that love's bigger than choices and identities, and that immigration is what what life is about, and walls are unreal the idea of being an American citizen. I'm afraid half of us in the United States have had to take a test for citizenship but failed. Okay, I'm preaching again now. How do you reconcile both to yourself and your uh, desperate congregants the ideas of no God and we need God in our service? Ah, uh, Yeah, that's good. How do we do both? Well, this is an ongoing issue and I've been at it for 50 years and I still haven't figured it out. Because I cannot stand up here and identify for you a God, describe that God, and imply that you need to re- recognize that God and follow it, follow that God. But at the same time, I can say with all the authenticity and earnestness, there is a power in the universe that we have to somehow relate to. We can name it, we can label it, we can uh, disparage it, we can ridicule it, but it moves past us. I've presided over too many funerals, been around with too many babies, watched too many sunsets and and, and sunrises, to know there's not something special doing all this. I think the question we're asking is, does it matter what I believe? Can we impact, influence that power? No. So all that we do in the worship in this country, all that we do around the world, trying to align ourselves with some mystical God that's going to do tricks for us, mystical force, I think is, is a false a false narrative. If we can come together to understand what our choices mean, how what we do, how we live, how we spend our money, how we trust, how we portray, how that impacts the quality of our life, then that's good. So a lot of our neighbors and friends who are faithful and, and Christian and whatever they are in some kind of religious expression, they have this story that they have to remember and repeat every Sunday. It's pretty easy. I can tell you Bible stories; they're fun. I mean, there's all kinds of drama. There's there's soap opera in them. There's power. There's sadness. There's no resolution. I mean, you know, just study. You want go? You want to do something that'll get your spirit up? Just go study Job. Okay, go away and do that. But it's in there in the Scripture, handed down by somebody. And they didn't know what they were doing either. He just sort of came to us. But it gives you the, 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 the a story that you can hear that has no good resolution. It just is dope. Why do good people die? They just die dope. And we human beings want things like we want them. It feels like we're about 12 years old and still trying to strike out and make everything right for us. So let me go back to this one more time. How do you reconcile both to yourself and to your desperate congregants the ideas of no God and we need God in our service? I don't very well. But just what I said, there is no power that I can call (laughs) on that can make things different. I can't cure myself. God didn't give me this heart. Uh, That's not, you know, that cause and effect, that, that ain't fair. But I know what I can do about recognizing what a gift that heart is. And praise those people who had enough gumption when they said their 32-year-old baby daughter was dead. What do you want to do with it? Something in their Christian sense. Down in Louisiana said, I think we ought to share her. I'm I'm making up stories. But see, that's Christianity right there. That's not how, how well we sing and how big a church we give up. Okay, I nearly got a sermon out of that. Okay, what do you think about federal and state governments using religion to make laws? What can we do to fix it? I was told I can't have morals since I didn't believe in God or folly. The separation of church and state is a custom. It's been written in the law. The early leaders tried to make it, the founders tried to make it neutral but it was without Christian overview. Um, Well, they shouldn't. Yeah, no. What do you think about federal and state governments using religions to make laws, and what can we do to fix that? Uh, I think it's awful. I think it's unconstitutional. But until we have nine judges who says it is, until we have five judges who says it is, it doesn't make any difference. Those five judges elected George Bush president. Al Gore won. We know that, right? So see, it's what, how we covenant in a weird and and crude way to be civil with one another in a government that lets that happen. I wasn't ready to go to the streets with a gun to support Al, although he was from Tennessee. You know, I wasn't going to ready to shoot somebody, so we let it go. Mm, We're nearly there. One more. How did socially conservative religious movements come to dominate the American public consciousness in the late 20th century? Grassroots started about 40 years ago. Judge uh, Baptist, Judge in Texas, was the architect. Does anybody remember his name? Lee Atwater. You do a little. I mean, we can, we can get down low level. Uh, southern strategy of, of of Nixon said you know the South's ready to be South's ready to hate black folks again. All we got to do is make it, make it not evil. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Get right in front of us. And rolled over most of us. There's a lot more here. Uh, also, let's sing happy birthday to Piggy. We'll do that when we leave. Okay, I got. I, I'll have, I have to stop now. Okay? They were beautiful, and I'm going to come back to some of them. Thank you. So we're peregrines. You come here even Sunday. I don't think you come here to find God. I don't think you come here to find the truth. I don't think you come here to find any great wisdom. I think you come here to share in a hospitality and a spirit that says, I'm okay. And all my doubts and all my struggles and all my wonderings, I'm still okay. Now, that's not easy grace. That's not saying you're okay just because you are it's saying that you have the power to see we have the power to see and lift ourselves and aspire to something better something noble and we have models jesus is the greatest character in human history i would never disparage his ministry his person his ideas i will disparage those who corrupted him and made him made him a blood sacrifice just like a piece of meat rather than being a teacher and a brother said Go pick it up. Let's go. We got people to care about. We got people to, to reach out to. We got things to do in this life. You just, you just ain't here for yourself, boy. You've got to do it because it matters to other people. That is what we're about, confirming that we are the body of light. We are the body of goodness moving with love to share it in the world. Stop there, dope. over-talk.